How are you getting on? Good, good, bro. Sorry about that. I, I should have told you about the old phone thing. Nah, you're all good. I was just seeing if it would work. It'd make for a bigger screen, but no dramas. Yeah. All good, all good, mate. Nice and nice and close up. Uh, how's things, bro? How's, how's things been during your lockdown? Yeah, not too bad. eh? just uh, parked up here in Hamilton. Uh, just got the missus up with me, so um, no, nah, it's all good. Just been trying to get a bit of a routine going and do a bit of training and stuff. Um, but other than that, it's been yeah, pretty boring, I suppose. How about yourself? You're not too bad, mate. Just, yeah, same work. And well, there's not much training going on, going on here, bro. Just like everybody else's training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you managed to, what, you hitting the roads or you got some kit at home that you're able to, to get some uh, training in with as well? Yeah, sort of uh, threw together a little bit of a home setup. I think um, a lot of the boys are in the same boat. Only got a probably 48 no, uh, hours notice that, we're going into <laughs> lockdown and won't have access to gyms and that. So just uh, chucked what I could together and um, got a bike and like a step step machine and whatnot and a bit of a home gym, a few weights and that. So, yeah, just enough to keep it ticking over and that's been a bit longer than we expected. But, yeah, been doing what I can. Wicked, bro. Nice. Um, well, try not to hold you up too long, bro. We'll uh, get into it. Um, just got to quickly plug uh, our sponsor for today, Crombie Lockwood, who, who are uh, sponsoring the club at the moment and have come strong during this uh, COVID-19 uh, lockdown as well. Um, so thank you to you for the support. Um, today, everybody uh, listening on Insta and later on on Spotify, we've got Sam McNichol. Um, and if my researchers uh, keep their jobs, the junior rugby was out of fielding yellows. Uh, Napier yep. Boys High, um, NZ Schools, Wellington Lions, Hurricanes, currently Chiefs, Hawks Bay uh, Magpies, and former Pisani Rugby Prem, mate. Welcome to the pod. Pleasure to be here, bro. Thanks for having me. Uh, all good, brother. Um, hey, just during lockdown and stuff, uh, just to start, like, do you guys as Chiefs and stuff have like Zoom meetings and, and things like that to try to stay connected or for them to keep an eye on you and <laughs> make sure you're yeah. doing work? Yeah, we've um, been catching up on Zoom. Uh, obviously not the whole team because it would be a bit of a tough format, but um, <laughs> we've been just split into like our unit, so we've had the outside backs. We've been catching up most Wednesdays sort of. Just seeing everyone's um, getting on and having a bit of a chin wag and a chat, uh, yeah, for half an hour a week. And then there's been lots of updates and whatnot with what's going on with the footy scene. So um, mm -hmm. meetings and that from the New Zealand RPA and all that. So yeah, we've been keeping in touch a wee bit. Nice. Well, uh, bro, we'll start at the very beginning here. Um, just briefly, Napier boys, uh, hi. Good times up there, mate. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, loved my time there. Played a couple of years in the first 15, but um, more importantly than that, it was just a pretty sweet school. Um, pretty unreal weather in Hawke's Bay, so can't really <laughs> knock it too much. And, uh, like, it must have been pretty good to see how you kind of made New Zealand schools out of there, man. It must have been a pretty pretty special time for you early on. Yeah, it was pretty cool, um, especially at high school, like, going to Hurricane Schools camp and then, find out that you made New Zealand schools and that at the time it's um, all you really care about and it's uh, such a bigger big occasion at the time and it's pretty sweet. 
it was pretty cool to tick those things off. But um, in, in terms of the rugby journey, it's not the be-all and end-all to try and get the high honours, but definitely something that was pretty cool. Mm. And um, like I hear, I hear some cool stories about how people find out they made teams, bro. But kind of how did you find out? And and were the family pretty happy at that time? I actually, uh, I got a little, I had a little hamstring injury uh, during the last few weeks of Super Eight, and I got a little bit of a whisper that if I can get the hamstring right, that I'd uh, be fortunate enough to make the New Zealand schools team. So uh, I think it might have been one of the coaches rang me up probably a good month before. Uh, the team was actually named, and I found out that way. So <clears throat> whether the hamstring was good or not, I was going to say it was good because I didn't want to miss out on that one. <laughs> yeah, the family were pretty nice because um, it was good fun, yeah. Nice. Um, and, bro, I guess, like, uh, most Kiwi kids kind of um, kind of dream of, you know, being a rugby player and kind of doing a, a hucker and stuff. Was that kind of your first oh, – it wouldn't be been your first hucker, but doing a hucker for schools must have been pretty cool as well. Yeah, it was it was pretty surreal. Um, just to don like a black jersey, I suppose it's everyone's dream. Obviously, yeah. a, a pretty cool stepping stone. Um, that was pretty sweet, and to do it with a lot of friends and whatnot, because you get pretty tight knit in those sort of tours where you're around each other twenty four seven. So it was pretty sweet. And uh, our New Zealand school team had a few had a wee hiccup as well. Uh, we actually lost to Fiji, but then we went on to uh, beat Aussie, which was pretty cool. So it made it. Uh, pretty bittersweet. Yeah, nice. And um, bro, did you come to Petoni straight out of school, or was it a year or two after? Nah, it was straight out of school. So I finished in 2013, and then spent 2014 and 15 in Wellington. Yeah. Nice. Well, what brought you down here, bro? Was it just purely rugby opportunities, or? Yeah, it was. It was a wee bit of. Um, I had a little bit to do with Lardy actually during my time in hurricane schools and stuff and sort of sowed the seed um, that Wellington would be keen to get me and then, yeah, signed a two-year deal with the Lions out of school and, yeah, it was, it was pretty sweet. I loved my time down in Wellington. Uh, at the time, it was the only place I wanted to be but um, just sort of how it worked out. Ended up up in Hamilton mm. of all places. Yeah. <laughs> Good old laddie coming through, coming through for the club. Uh, once again, um, what was your introduction introduction to Petoni like, bro? Like um, the guys you met or, or played with, and things like that in the, your first year. No, I loved my time down um, in Petoni. There, I actually lived in Petoni my first year as well, in an absolute shitbox of a flat down. Uh, I think it was Jackson <laughs> Street. It was a bit of a stitch up, but no, nah, it was cool. I really enjoyed. It. it was my first time, obviously playing senior rugby and. Couldn't have asked for a better club to sort of make that transition from high school rugby to men's rugby. Um, the the club environment and that was all pretty sweet. And the Wellington competition just in general is a bloody tough ass, especially mm. when you're quite young. So it was, um, yeah, it was good to test ourselves down there and I really enjoyed it. And was it straight into Prems for you or did you have to have to play any Colts at all? Uh, I went straight into Prems uh, in 2004. 14, and I think we only just scraped into the Jubilee Cup, and I think we ended up coming last in that. But um, <laughs> both my years with Petoni, we had a pretty sweet team on paper, but um, we had a few guys get injured, which were pretty key players in the team. And I don't know, we sort of, I think we got eighth and fifth. Yeah. Yep. 
And uh, I guess you, you might have come in around when, what, you would have had Mutz, JK, Greggy yeah. uh, running around. That's a pretty pretty sweet team to get involved with. Did they look after you off the pitch? Yeah, no, nah, they were good. Uh, JK looks after everyone off the pitch, doesn't he, G? Uh, <laughs> Mutz was good as well. But no, nah, we had some pretty sweet nights at the club rooms, and I, I think that's what a lot of club rugby is all about, eh? is just the camaraderie and more getting tightened off the field and then doing a job on the pitch as well. But yeah, we had a pretty sweet team. We had Flutes as well. Ricky Flute, he played oh, one season with me there and then he coached the second season, I think, and we had Mikey Kyinger as well. Was, yeah, we had some pretty good club players. Good names, good blokes. Um, but I was speaking of Ezra the other day uh, and he mentioned that um, your Blazer Day or, or pre- being presented a Blazer was pretty special for you. Yeah, it was definitely pretty cool. Uh, I remember that. It was... It was I think I, we played MSP that day and got a got a victory as well. So it was pretty cool. Just another stepping stone along the way, especially moving mm. into men's rugby. You get to your first club, obviously you want to get in a blazer, and that was a pretty cool moment. And um, I know you signed on for for two years, bro. When you come down off the Lions, but that first kind of year, um, was it injury that kind of kept you up from from playing that first year? But yeah. that, that must have been pretty cool signing on at, at bloody 18 and 19, kind of like your first contract. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I was pretty fortunate because I played well enough in school to get a two-year Mitre 10 Cup deal. But mm. to be honest, I was injured in that 2014 year, um, but I wasn't. I probably wasn't up to the standard at that stage anyway, if I'm being, if I'm being honest. like It was a big transition going from schoolboy rugby to men's rugby. And I couldn't even really club, um, carve up club rugby that year, let alone um, might have teamed up. So I think I probably did myself some favours and I had a wee hip surgery that year and missed might have teamed up. But I don't think I was up to it personally. Yeah. Uh, you made your debut the next year after that. Do you remember who that was against and kind of how, how you were feeling around that, that first day? Yeah, my <clears throat> might have teamed debut was against Bay of Plenty up in, uh, up in Tauranga and we had a pretty sweet win. Um, yeah, pretty pretty nervous. Uh, what kind of um, feeling like heading, heading out before the game in the changing rooms and stuff? I don't think I was too nervous to be honest, because I played. Um, I'd actually played for the Canes before I played Mitre Ten Cup. I got uh, oh, that's right. I got, a, I got a cap for the Canes before Mitre Ten Cup. So, and I played a few like Hurricanes development games and whatnot, and. Um, the intensity in those games is probably just the same as the Mitre 10 Cup game. So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too much of a step up, I didn't feel. Mm. And I guess, um, you, like you mentioned, uh, you've done Hurricanes before that. Like, uh, growing up, like, Super Rugby was kind of everything to young people. You know, had all the superstars come through there. What did that Hurricanes kind of cap feel like, like when you finally got to put that jersey on it and run out on that field? Yeah, it was, that was probably... To date, probably one of the more special moments, just um, like a childhood dream. The team I'd supported mm. right through my childhood. So that was pretty unreal. And um, it was quite unexpected because I think I only got named in the team to play the day before the game because there was a whole lot of injuries. Because I was only a young fellow when, uh, when I was with the Canes. So wasn't yeah. really expecting to play. And then I think Bodie Barrett might have gone down at training and then I got chucked in. I wasn't even expecting to get on. And then... Um, CJ Corey Jane went down early with a hamstring injury, so ended up playing sixty odd minutes, which was uh yeah, I was I was pretty nervous that day, but yeah, just got stuck in and it was it was good fun. 
Nice, bro. And Connor, what does uh, Sam McNichol get up to outside of rugby, bro? Like when you want to get away from it and, and stuff like that, you're a bit of a golfer or what kind of ho- hobbies do you get into? Yeah, I, I play a little bit of golf, pretty terribly to be fair. Um, there's some sharpshooters up there in the Chiefs team, so uh, I've got to pick and choose who I actually play with because Jeepers can get pretty embarrassing. But uh, other than that, play a, do a bit of gaming, um, love my sports games, don't really get into too many of the shooting games, but Madden, 2K, a bit of UFC, just anything that I can play the flatties in. I live with mm. a couple of other Chiefs boys, so yeah, we have some pretty good rivalries in the household. Nice shout out to them, and I guess I did want to touch on the the Chiefs' time, bro. Um, you've been up there a while, but just before that, I kind of wanted to talk um, injury and stuff like injury. Oh, like we've kind of seen it in, in the media and, and news and stuff. It affects kind of younger people uh, a lot more these days, uh, given how much kind of goes into being a professional and stuff. Kind of, you've you've had injuries throughout your career, bro. Been real unlucky and stuff, but kind of, how do you keep kind of on top of that mentally or? Do you have any advice uh, for those kind of kids out there on, on top, top of their stuff? Uh, yeah, like it's it's all part of the game and it's pretty pretty trying times when um, you just get injury on top of injury. You sort of sort of wonder when it's going to end. But I guess um, if you do have a deep down passion and love for the game, um, that I think that'll get you through it. And I'm just mm. a bit of a competitive prick, so I'm probably not going to given to any of the injuries even though I've had my fair share of time off the park with injuries I'll probably I'll keep trying as hard as I can to try and um, amend those and get out on the paddock but I think for those younger guys or just anyone that's in the same boat that is just always getting injured or just I don't know what it is with us those brittle bones but just uh, when you are injured though it's probably best to take a step back from the game and refresh and just let something else um, take over your mind for a wee bit, find another hobby. Because if you're just rugby, 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 it'll drive you crazy. So, yeah. Because you're still only 24, right? Eh? Still, still a young buck? Yeah, still 24. It's crazy, man. Still heaps of time. Um, bro, I was, I was reading online today that you um, got extended there at the Chiefs for 2020, which is a share. It's yeah. kind of tricky now, like with the whole COVID thing. Like, you don't know what, what's kind of what your future holds now or do you think you're going to roll over next year with them? It's Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of an unknown at the moment. Obviously, like you touched on with the COVID, um, I think at this rate we might be playing hopefully at level two or definitely at level one. So mm. um, not sure what the format looks like, um, but it looks like there'll be some Super Rugby played. Um, so hopefully just get out on the paddock and just put my uh, best foot forward and try and um try and somehow hustle another contract which uh would be ideal but i mean uh it's not the end of the world like um yeah i don't know footy's footy it's it's in perspective for me because i've obviously um had to deal with not having footy in my life for a wee bit um because i did sit out for a good 20 months so i didn't have footy there so i found other things that i'm passionate about so um yeah i mean it is what it is hopefully i can get another one but if not then on to the next, or head overseas, or whatnot. We'll soon see. Hard, bro. Your, your work, your work ethic will get you there, mate. No doubt. Um, kind of, bro. You've been up up in uh, kind of Chiefs country since 2016. How's that whole the whole thing been like? Uh, you loving it up there? People good to you? Yeah, it's it's a good group of lads up here. Um, like most teams, there's always a good 
good crew, good core crew. <clears throat> when I first came up here, like you said, in 2016, the Chiefs had a big clear out. I think a lot of their senior players just left to go cash oh. in in Europe or in Japan or whatever. So um, there was probably 10 to 15 of us new blokes just in that year and we've all sort of stuck together. And um, nah, it's an awesome environment up here and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's, it's pretty sweet. Hamilton, it's growing on me. The first year was a bit, <laughs> a bit touchy. I was like, what's going on here? But um, no, nah, I don't mind. I've got, a, I've got a place here now and I'm happy enough here. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't mind it up there. It's not, not bad. Had some good nights out. Yeah, um, bro, not too bad, eh? Yeah. Um, bro, from the outside looking in, it just looks like the Chiefs have one of these kind of team cultures that's just pretty mad and like, a bunch of characters and stuff like that. Um, do you find that kind of being a bit different to the Canes there? Um, I don't think the, the cultures are too different. I think... Um, if I'm being honest, because when I was at the Canes, I was I was quite young. I was only 19. There wasn't mm. um, too many other young boys in the team at the time, so I, I sort of fit in a little bit better up at the Chiefs when I come up here because there's just a lot more of a younger crew, um, which is awesome. But yeah, I guess I just wasn't sure what to expect as well when I first went into a Super Rugby environment with the Canes. But all in all, there's not too many differences whatsoever. I mean, I'd say most of the teams are. Um, pretty similar in that regard. Yeah, and uh, bro, when when the Chiefs, oh, not Chiefs, uh, when the All Blacks come into camp or come back from international duty, is that do they just kind of, um, just like are they senior members of of the group, like just straight into leadership roles with these guys? Yeah, it's um, normally we're without our All Blacks during the December part of preseason, so we start preseason mm. generally early December, and the All Blacks rejoin the team, sort of. Mid January, generally, so we're about six weeks of preseason without them, and um, the more senior boys that aren't all black sort of just take up those leadership roles or leadership group or whatever during the preseason phase, and um, we just try and make sure that the standards are high and whatnot, so that when the all blacks do come in, they don't have to just take over the reins and dictate everything. They just, cause yeah. it's not their job to just turn up and take over. I suppose they just want to sort of fit in and sort of be slot sort of yeah, slot right back in and not have everyone drop what they're doing and just let them take over. So I think, um, yeah, we've got lots of senior boys up here um, yeah. that can drive the team when the All Blacks aren't there. But um, as soon as they do come back and you do notice a bit of an edge at training and whatnot just because they're all uh, world-class and competitive practice, so everyone sort of ups their game a wee bit. Nice, bro. Well, we'll get into uh, some questions from the followers, bro, and some kind yeah. of standard questions we, we finish things with. What's your favourite uh, cheat meal up there? Uh, geez, I, I love a good Mac as so as soon as uh, Uber Eats opened back up the other day, that was the first thing I got. <laughs> Quarter pound of cheeseburger and a and a Sunday. <laughs> nice. Good flavours. Uh what does uh what does Sam listen to pregame? Are you a music guy before game days? Or on game yeah, days? I uh I don't have any go to songs or anything, but generally just something pretty upbeat, a bit of drum and bass or I like a bit of rock, so just anything that's gonna put me in more of a focused mood, I suppose. Nothing too hard out. Yeah, another drum and bass guy, eh? Unbelievable. Taking over. Um, yeah. Uh, any superstitions or traditions you do kind of on a game day? Nah, not really. Like, I always try and eat pretty similar just because I don't want to be too full or nothing, nothing weird, though, if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All good. Um, bro, get get Gatlin's your coach up there now, eh? What what's what's he like? Nah, he's unreal. He um he doesn't say too much, but when he does speak, everybody listens. He's one of those blokes that doesn't try and yeah. run the whole show. He just <clears throat> yeah, when he does add in some value, it's it's pretty spot on, and I think the boys love it because um since he's come up, the trainers have been a lot shorter, <laughs> but they're yeah. a lot more intense. So normally they're about forty five minutes, which is pretty sweet. Wicked. Um, I hear Michael Jordan is, is your favourite sports person, bro. Um, you've been watching the last stand. Kind of, what do you think of that? Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's something pretty sweet. Eh? He's always someone I looked up to. But I mean, being like a younger guy, we sort of didn't really get to watch him play during his prime. So, um, mm. pretty cool watching the documentary and just seeing what he was like and his drive and his competitiveness. Um. Yeah, just a good insight. I didn't even know that they were allowed cameras in the locker rooms back in those days. <laughs> some pretty sweet footage. And then last night's one with Kobe as well. Um, that was pretty cool. Sad, eh? Yeah, sad, but pretty sweet to see the insight like that. Hmm. Um, bro, Ezra come through with a scenario for you. Yeah. Uh, it's start, bench or drop. And you've got somebody Samuels, uh, Jared Kahu and Nick Grigg. Start, bench, drop. Jeepers, that's a tough one. I'll probably, oh gee, I'll probably bench Tams because I don't know if his shoulders are any good anymore. Uh, oh no, I'll drop Tams. I'll drop Tams. Sorry, bro, you're a good yeah. player, but I don't know if your rigs held up well. Uh, well, Nicky Griggs probably got to start. He's he's an international these days, isn't he? And JK was good for a yap off the bench. Yeah, he's probably hungover, so chuck him on the bench. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bro, do you have a fangirl uh, on any players that you kind of meet or either you play with them or against them? Uh, I think for me, when I first went to the Canes, like, I had to pinch myself because Conrad and Mo were there. So those guys mm. were definitely like big dogs at the time, while well, they still are. But I had to pinch myself a wee bit with those. So I just, I don't know, I just got real shy and nervous and I don't know, just... Yeah, it was, it was quite tough to adapt to being on the same team as them, especially at training where you're competing against them or whatnot. It was just weird, but it was cool. It made me mm. a better footy player. Um, do, you, do you just buzz out? Like, it must be crazy kind of either playing with them or, or against them and stuff, and you just think, man, I used to watch these guys on TV and, and stuff, and now I'm, I'm right here with them. Yeah, it does get a bit like that, um, especially early on. I think when I first started playing, or even just being in a professional environment, there's guys that you've been watching on TV for for years, and then all of a sudden they're your teammate. Or yeah, pretty crazy, pretty surreal. And um, even even sometimes you come up against really good players, and like my I think my first game played against Sony Bill, and you sort of just a bit starstruck, but then you got to pinch yourself and be like, shit, you know, I'm actually in a game here, so get on with it. <laughs> Man, hopefully we can get Sonny Bill on at some point. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, bro, a couple more questions. Uh, this one's somewhat a uh, serious question, I guess, but um, bro, you, you kind of battled through that, that stage of concussion there um, yeah. with its protocols and stuff. Uh, kind of any advice for, for players and people out there that, that might be a bit casual, have a casual approach on kind of concussion and, and things like that? Because you've had pretty good insight into it now. Yeah, it's uh, still a pretty grey area, but I think you just got to get on top of it early. Like, um, I don't think I'd probably dealt with it 
uh, very well in the beginning. Like I'd never really fully recover from previous concussions and still get back out there and then I'd be a lot more susceptible to head knocks and then I'd pick up another one from something that doesn't look like it should be worthy of a head knock and mm. I think if I had it because I over the last probably four years I've probably had I don't know maybe a good 18 months out with concussion and of those 18 maybe six to eight months with concussion symptoms which weren't that nice wasn't the crazy. best person during those times so if I had have just taken a bit more time off earlier with my concussion bouts, like I had a couple even at high school that I probably didn't deal with properly. Um, if I had have just taken care of it earlier and got on top of it then, then I might have not had any more or um, needed that long break that I had to have towards the end to sort of get on top of it all. So, yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a weird one. Um, each case is different, but, yeah, I'd just say take it more seriously than you think because better off having a week or two off um, when you first get it than needing one or two months off later down the line, you know? Nice, bro. Appreciate that. Thanks thanks for answering that question, bro. Um, bro, uh, last question, kind of, I know it's hard to tell at the moment with everything. It's just crazy out there at the moment, but what do you feel like is, is next for Sam McNichol, bro? Like, what's what's in the plans? Just all depending on what, what happens next. Yeah, I think for me, um, it was always just getting healthy and because I haven't been able to string too many games together in a row without um, any injury. So uh, just trying to get out there and play and put my best foot forward. And I don't really look too far past that because, I mean, I've, I've come to learn that I can't be looking too far into the future when um, you never know what's coming around the corner. So, um, mm. yeah, just taking it each game at a time and just trying to get through and not looking too far ahead, bro, to be honest. Um just get out there and compete and hopefully string some games together and do what I love to do. Nice, Sam. Bro, thanks for that. Thanks for your time too, bro. That, that's kind of me and, and all the questions we got here. Um, mm-hmm. Bro, I know, I know you've still got so much more to, that you want to achieve and, and kind of get into 40-wise, bro, but bro, you're still young, 24, mate. you still still got heaps of time. Um, just just know that yeah, we still follow you and uh, support you down here at the village, bro. Um wish you all the best and kind of take care and stuff, bro, and we'll, we'll catch up real soon. Cheers, Fridge. Appreciate it. I still uh, follow the team as much as I can down at Petonia. I'll always be a, a villager at heart. So, um, yeah, just to the club, um, all the best for the future and love what you're doing with the podcast and the live stuff as well, bro. It's good to get an insight from uh, different voices. So, yeah, love what you're doing. Cheers for having me. Cheers, man. Thanks, Steve's brother. Catch you later. Okay, take care.